and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey with a shark pen. Amazing. Not great podcasting. No, that's very visual. No, um, no silly title for you this week. Yes, there is. Um, Detective Chief Inspector Ali Bailey. Oh. Detective Chief Inspector. Passed my exams, my police exams this week. My fictional, my fictional ones, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did that by watching The Sixth Commandment on uh, iPlayer, four-part four four series where I identified that the guy was a psycho for the very first 10 minutes. So I gave myself my new title from that. Excellent. I mean, this is episode 10, so it would make more sense if you were Member of Parliament or Prime Minister, Ali Bailey. Could you imagine if I was the Prime Minister? Would you Would you want to be the Prime Minister? No, we definitely yeah. discussed this last week and there is no. literally not a fibre of my being that could convince me to be Prime Minister. You couldn't pay me enough money. It's not even about the money. Like, it wouldn't even be about no. the money. I wouldn't want to be Prime Minister. Be an absolute nightmare. I think our listeners might want us to be the Prime Ministers, though. The Prime Ministers, we could be two. Oh, okay. I wouldn't mind that. Oh, job share. I've, yeah, job share. Yeah, and when we weren't around, we would just get somebody else to do it. Or like one of our mates, like Andy Berry or someone like that, or like Damien Hall. Just come and be the Prime Minister for a week. Yeah, we do. Not Damien Hall. We'd come back and it'd be a nightmare. All the petrol stations in the UK would be on fire. It'd be awful. Um, I don't think they'd be on fire because that would also be very bad for the environment. But, true. Uh, but yeah. Oh. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, so yeah, this is episode double digits ten. Remember when you were little and you turned ten, and it was like the greatest day. In the words of Take That, it was like the greatest day. That's what that song was about. Being ten, it was like yeah. one, one zero. We've been doing it for ten weeks. This podcast, ten whole weeks, and thank you to everyone who has listened to our ridiculous ramblings. For 10 whole weeks. We've had some delightful feedback from people. Like, not just like, hey, you guys are hilarious, which obviously I get like probably seventy to 80,000 of those a day. Because yeah. I do the Instagram, guys. I do the Instagram and then Anna does the email side of things. And the editing. Um, and the editing and everything else that is important. I just whiffle and do the Instagram. But the messages we get are so nice. Like, proper nice. Like, as much as we do talk a load of old shit sometimes about shit, I think the stuff we talk, the stuff we've talked about that's helped people a lot is things like the body image stuff has been really helpful for people. And uh, talking about the DNFs has been really helpful for people. And just generally talking about um, some of the stuff that other podcasts might not talk about because it's, 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 not it's not in that toxic positivity bubble that people like to live in. Um, so... Very much appreciate your feedback, comments, and um, little messages to us. We might might read one out later if you're lucky. Stay tuned. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a few. Um, right. Well, shall we start as we do every week with our win grim get in the bin? Ali, I feel like I feel like I'll hand this baton over to you to start this week. Have you not got anything positive to say? <laughs> no, absolutely nothing positive to say. Okay, great. Well, my win is the realisation I need to stop running oh. for a bit. Uh, uh, it's a win. Uh, I'll tell you why it's a win. Because um, I think uh, that it's normalised in ultra running to push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. Push it real good. Push it real good. And I went and ran the Brecon Beacons Ultra on Saturday, the 100 miler. And it was, the weather was 
abhorrent is the only word I can use to describe it. I use the word apocalyptic now and again, and I'm going to use the B word brutal because it was brutal. Like in even in Bailey uh, Bailey standards, it was brutal. It rained heavily for nonstop for 15 hours, and it was high winds, and it was pissing rain, and it was very, very, very rubbish. Um, and so 100 miles, Beacon's Way, 20,000 foot of vert. Uh, I thought I I booked a summer ultra because I wanted a summer ultra with my crew, um, have a good laugh. I knew it was going to take ages, but I thought, oh, it's a good laugh, and it's nice up there. I love the views. Uh, done it. I did it on the Wild Horse. Brilliant. This is going to be such a nice adventure. And then I was like, eh, eh. Um, And uh, after a number of hours, a number of hours, because the vert was so much, I got to the 30-mile checkpoint. Uh, I had to change clothes for the second time that day. Full set of clothes changed, all of them, including pants, because I was absolutely soaked. And um, when it's windy and rainy like that, it's actually harder to run. We all know because running into a headwind is really hard. It's slippery. There were ferns that were bigger than my head for about five miles and you're battling through them. So you've got your waterproof mm. on and you're, and you're using your hands to pull the ferns out from in front of you. And it was getting in my hood, in my pockets, down my neck, everywhere. So it was like even the waterproof was useless. It was just basically to keep me warm. And mm. I got to mile like 35 first, the second change of clothes where um on my grim happened which is a very quick grim and um I just and and it was and I had my milkshake and I was doing all the things I was like change my socks change my shoes did it again set off on that leg and was like what am I doing why am I doing this and I didn't have a why mm-hmm. I didn't know why I was doing it I was like you're just doing this because you thought it would be a laugh and it's actually not a laugh it's actually really horrible really really horrible and um basically long story short by the time I got to my Talibont Reservoir, which is about halfway, just before you go up Penifan and across the fans, then you go down the Story Arms and up onto the Fan Four Forest. And the Fan Four Forest is probably one of the bleakest places in the world. It's where they train the SAS. It was 50 mile an hour gusts. They shut Penifan and said, go down the low route. It was hammering it still. Mm. And I thought it would stop because the weather said it would stop and it didn't. No. And I just got there and my friend Paul Pickford was at that aid station. He went, Are you all right? I went, nah, I just, I'm stopping. I'm done. I'm finished. Not because I was knackered, I was knackered, but not because I couldn't go on. It wasn't like a crying, I can't go on situation. It was like, I don't want to do this. Mm. And I just was like, I tried to make up loads of excuses on the way, on that leg. I thought about smashing my face in with a rock to look like I'd fallen over. Be like, oh my God, I've fallen over. I thought about breaking my ankle physically uh, so that I didn't have to go on. And then I thought, why am I doing this? Why can't I just say I'm having a really shit time? It's not what I wanted it to be. And I don't, there's no point because yeah. I don't need to, I've done this route already. I don't need to prove anything yeah. but and there was no reception at Taliban so I couldn't phone my crew so, so there was no like coming back from like they're talking around because I wasn't going to get talked around so I stopped yeah anyway uh I obviously at the time was like yeah this is the right plan and actually it was I think the DNF rate was something like 80 percent wow and it took people that thought it was going to take them 30 hours 39 hours to finish it 100 miler like fuck me and I knew what was going to happen in the rest of the course. I knew it wasn't going to get any better. But there's still that little demon of like, what were you doing? But that's kind of overridden by, I just didn't want to. Mm. And I just didn't want to go on. Because I just don't want to be, it's not, if I wanted to do a winter ultra, I would have entered yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I know it's Wales, but this was next level. It was really yeah. bad. And uh, when they put in the diversion around Penifan, they put it through a, river, a raging river where the race director had to stand in the middle of the river and hold people's hands as they were crossing it. So it wasn't that much safer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I something happens up there, it's going to be a helicopter situation. It won't, some, so it probably won't happen. But I just don't want to fuck myself. So my win is 
one that I've done that and I am struggling a bit with the DNF but I'm really working hard on that was the correct thing for me to do I'm happy with yeah. it but at the same time you'd always feel a bit of disappointment but I'm disappointed the event wasn't what I wanted it to be not that I stopped yeah because uh, I wouldn't change it for the world um but also that I need to take a rest so I'm asking I need to take a rest I just need to have three weeks off running and I'm going to do this via the medium of podcast listeners I need them to hold me accountable otherwise otherwise I'll just sneak downstairs put my running shoes on and go running <laughs> and I'm going to be walking the dog I'm going to be yeah. doing two strength sessions in the gym a week because yeah. I love the gym and it's good for me. And I'm not going to go on any long runs, nothing longer than five miles for three weeks. Excellent. Winning. Good. Resting. Ooh. Growing. Rest is best. Yeah. You've had quite a few weeks of lots of things going on, not just running, working, mm-hmm. everything else. And your body needs to rest in order to grow to adapt to the training and also I think you know you touched upon it there when you said about the reason for for stopping you know you weren't having a good time and you didn't have a a why anymore because the why to do it was to have fun and have a summer ultra and hang out with your crew etc and you can't you can't control the weather. The, the weather is a, a non-controllable for you in that situation. And <laughs> anyone who was out on Saturday in that weather is, you know, just incredible as it is. What you managed to do in that weather was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've talked previously about um, how do you plan your races? How do you plan your year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I think looking at it from my perspective, I always do. I always think like, well, you do a lot because you're you're almost you're you're trained to do a lot in a way because, you you know, you keep the training up, etc. But there is only so much that you can take. There's also a bit of historical self abuse here where I when I was drinking and when I wasn't as well as I am now I would do but there's that year I did like 50 odd ultras I would just hammer it because I was trying to prove something like to everyone and myself that you know look at me I'm like some sort of fucking hero and it was horrible but I could do it because I was hungover or drunk I didn't feel any emotion so I just it was easier it was easier because Mm. it was just flagellation Mm. and I just kept going and now I do feel emotion and I do feel feelings and I'm really aware of them I'm like, you are exhausted. Like, hey, listener, I look exhausted. I look like shit. Uh, I'm exhausted because I've done the Arc this year. I've done South Downs Way 100 this year. I've done a 200 miler this year. Let's not forget that was three months ago. Like, I just need three weeks of not doing it and like really looking after myself. But also I'm terrified of losing the love for it and it just becoming a thing I do automatically. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to be like that. It's not why I run. It's not why you run, is yeah. it? You do it for the love of it and it's got to be beneficial to you. And then when it starts to tip into non-beneficial and man, of course, 100 milers or 50 milers or 30 Ks, whatever it is, of course, they're hard. If they weren't hard, everyone would do them. But there's a difference between wanting to finish and not wanting to finish and having the why and not having the why. And I've learned that. And I'm like, and so I'm like, you're going to be in forced rest now. And it's a win. It's an absolute win to be very aware of that. And as much as I'm like chomping at the bit to be like, oh, I'll just go back out and crack on like your you piece of shit. What's wrong with you? I'm like, this is a different way of doing it now. 
we're going to be resting now because I've got the autumn 100 in October and I want to do really well at that and I really want to enjoy it regardless of the weather I have a why for the autumn 100 I've got two times on it I'd like to beat those times all my mates are going to be there loads of clients going to be there I'm excited it's a great race with this one there was no why <laughs> there was a definite why to stop there was no why to finish so that is my win it is realization and action as yep. opposed to doing the same thing that I've done every other time which is to crack on and be horrible to myself not doing it therefore it's a win 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 win, win. yes excellent good good what's yours my win is um, just a little a little smuggy smugness, actually, yes. I felt on Friday because um, being self-employed means that I'm quite lucky in the fact that I can wiggle my weeks around a little bit um, and fit stuff in here and there. Um, it doesn't mean necessarily that, you know, I'm not busy and not like tr- literally squeezing stuff in when it comes to my training. But on Friday... I had a day off from the radio. I didn't have any work. Well, I had some work booked in, but a lot of the stuff was kind of non-time sensitive, which meant that I got my long run done on Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is just delightful. Which meant on Saturday when it was minging outside and it tipped it down all day. Did it rain on Saturday? I didn't even notice. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I spent the entire day indoors cleaning my house from top to bottom, painting walls, doing all of the little jobs that have been hanging over me for ages that make me feel like unsettled when I'm trying to work from home and I'm like, oh, just need to go and do some washing or just need to do this or like, you know, you know, when your house just gets to the state where on the surface, if you look at it, it looks fine. But actually, when you look a little bit closer, you've got like shoes piling up at the door. Yeah. If any of those TV shows came in, it would be bad. Very bad. Very yeah. bad. Yeah. So yeah, my win is getting my long run done on Friday, which gave me Saturday to sort all of my life out indoors. And then I was able to then go out and do, well, I was like, oh, I'll get my long run done on Friday. It was like 20 something K. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I do still have a run to do on Sunday. What's that one again? Oh, yeah, 15K. So I still have to run quite Because <laughs> when you're in the training block for 100K, yeah. you don't have any such thing as a shorter run, do you? They're all like much of a muchness at the end of it. Indeed. But going out on Sunday, I guess this is another win for me. Like going out on Sunday and, and just boshing out this 15K as a, an easy run um I felt super strong the whole way around and like and actually really loved it and yesterday Monday was a rest day yeah. and all day yesterday I was like oh, quite fancy going out for a run actually but no that's how you should feel I know but I, it's been but a it's while just, it's just don't act on it don't act it's been on a while it. it's been a while since mm. I've like really felt like that so I'm excited to I've got a run today I've got an easy 10k and yeah I'm just getting back into the swing of you're loving this training block aren't you I am you are like you're doing so well on it it's it's brilliant it's a joy to see an absolute joy that's what I want to get back that little glowy face if I love this instead of like oh my god I've got to do this (laughs) um I will get it back but that is that's great and do you know what I'm just gonna pick you up on your language there Anna to pick you up because you said I'm very lucky to be freelance you're not lucky you chose to be freelance you work your balls off and being being a freelancer isn't that much fun because obviously you have to worry about things you don't when you've got a job with the man because you have to worry about work you have to worry about people like money all that sort of stuff so 
I think just for listeners, like, it's all right for Anna. She can go out on a Friday. No, 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 no. It swings and roundabouts, but it is. I'm, I also obviously work for myself because I'm a coach. When you get, this is another little win, when you have a client and they cancel and suddenly you get half a day oh back my and you're like, oh, it's like a gift from God. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And, and, I, and I love that. Like somebody on Instagram, I think, said that they do, they split their long runs sometimes on a, on a weekday. Yeah. So they just do it at the weekend, which is another really good thing to do for for long yeah. runs because it's it, it helps bridge recovery but it's having that little bit of time on a Saturday where you can do what normal people yeah. do you know things like clean your house get to the supermarket oh, yeah argue with your partner all that stuff <laughs> this was genuinely the first Saturday where I had like time to do real life stuff because I'm either training or traveling somewhere or working or whatever and I was just like oh Oh, this is like a normal person's day. This is this is quite good. I had that on Sunday because obviously I thought I'd still be running on Sunday, but I wasn't. And my friend, yeah. my friend Joe also didn't finish. And um he so we went for Sunday lunch in Crick Cow. Like we went for a Sunday lunch at one o'clock, me and Kirsty and Julius and Joe and Lorraine. And we had a really long, leisurely lunch. And then I went home and I sat in front of shit TV, like Ramsey's Hotel Hell. We need to talk about that at some point. <laughs> we need to talk about the credits on that because it's like, what are you doing, Gordon Ramsay? It was from 2013, so it was peak Ramsay. And I was like, this is what people do on a Sunday. They just lay on the sofa watching shit TV, feeling full. I haven't done that for ages because I just run. Or like, I'm like, oh, I need to do this work I haven't done in the week because of work of the week. So win. It's wins. It's wins. It's all round. It's all round wins. It's We're all winning. We're all winning. Swimming and winning. Swimming and winning. Uh, You did mention that a little grim happened at the checkpoint. Checkpoint two. Three, whatever it yeah. was I don't remember just another one where I had to get out of my scuba kit put another scuba kit on uh, I sat down I was and I was like order, not ordering my crew around I cursed he's a banging crew and then I had Julius who's the king of faff because he was supposed to be pacing me later so Julius is getting everything out the boot and just lining it all over the floor and I'm like please stop doing that anyway I sat down I was like I need to change my shoes I'm going to change my shoes again because my feet are getting a little bit sore stop the blisters you know, before they even start like you know avoidance so I sat down and uh, I said Kirsty can I was drinking my milkshake and eat, trying to eat a donut or eat a sandwich. I was like, Kirsty, can you take my shoes off? I said, such a prince, can you take my shoes and socks off? Just dry my feet while I'm drinking my milkshake. Because, um, you know, you've only got, I just want to crack on. Mm. He took my sock off and as she took it off, my entire big toenail came off with it. <laughs> the whole thing. Is that the first one you've lost? No, I've, lo- I lost, I've lost little toenails, but this was the big one. So it must have been about, from the, from the bed. So it must have been about three, four inches long. Like from the bed and it was painted Ugh. yellow luminous yellow luminous orange, and it came off and it flicked and like it was hit her in the face and then just lay and then just hit the, the tarmac and just laid there like rocking going hello and i was like oh look at that. i picked it up she was like because i don't think she's a fan of that and then underneath i'm looking at it now there was just a little naked toe going oh. <laughs> you know like a baby mouse oh yeah 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 where they've got no fur and I was like, oh, look at that little naked toe. Like, hello. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh. Julius is like, oh, we should pick that up and put it on eBay. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that I've got to the point yet where people are going to buy my old toenails on eBay. But if you are, listener, drop me a DM. I'm <laughs> sure Julius has still got it somewhere. Uh. Then Kirsty later told us about the time that she put her to- a toenail that fell off into her jeans pocket and forgot about it for three weeks. And then the debate started raging at the, at the lunch table. Yeah. Listeners. Anna, where is the correct place to cut your toenails? 
Interesting. Interesting. Right. So this is really funny because this actually kind of uh, comes into migrant. But right. I, because I was thinking about this. So on Saturday, when I had my day doing normal people's things, the first thing that I did when I got out of bed was I cut my toenails because they were all a little bit too long. They needed a little repaint. I just needed to look after my feet a little bit because they still looked a bit dirty from the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Anna Harding is living the dream. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is great. Bit of self-care on a Saturday morning. So I sat and did it in front of the mirror in my bedroom on the uh, carpet. And then obviously no! cleaned the whole house and hoovered them up. No! Is that where you always cut them? Um, yeah. Right. There's two... From experience, I've had actual fights with people about this, especially on Rum Britannia. I think the best place to cut your toenails is on the toilet seat. You put your foot on the toilet seat and you clip your toenails and they fall in yeah. the toilet. And then you flush the toilet and everything's gone. Yeah. And there's no little nails anywhere and everyone is happy, right? Yeah. But some of my friends are like, that's disgusting. You put your foot on the toilet seat. And I'm like, I put my ass on the toilet seat. So whatever. It's clean. Uh, and also they go in the, in the but. Yeah. Joe and my friend Lorna believe the correct place to cut your toenails is on the bed because they mm. say that the clippings go onto the duvet and you can collect them like a little thing and then you can put them in the bin. I'm like, that's disgusting because they can flick into your bed and then they yeah. get on you in the night, right? Yeah. And on Run Britannia, we had medics, Nick and Hannah. Yeah. Lorna knocked on Hannah's door and said, Hannah, have you got any nail clippers? And Hannah went, yeah, I have. So Lorna walked in picked up the nail clippers, sat on Hannah and Nick's bed and cut her fucking toenails on their bed and thought that was okay. It's not okay. And when I I said, that's disgusting, she called me disgusting for cutting my toenails over the toilet. And then Lorraine, Joe's missus, is like, it's a toilet, not a bin. And I'm like, I'm not putting like massive black bin bags of toenails down the toilet. I'm putting my little toenails. So this is going to be a question for the pod. Where's the right place to cut your toenails? Where do you like to cut your toenails? Yep. What do you do with your yep. toenails? Do you keep your toenails that fall off? Someone said to me, if you put them under your pillow, the toenail fairy might come. Funny. Maybe. Um, right. <laughs> I've got a confession to make. You eat your own toenails. No, I used to when I was a kid. I can't <laughs> I can't get my toes close enough to my mouth anymore. <laughs> um, no, so when you said to me, is that where you always cut your toenails? And I was like, yeah. I don't. Are you being vulnerable now? I'm being Are you getting very super honest. vulnerable. I'm going to be very okay. honest because this actually happened on Saturday when I was cleaning the house. Where I am sat now in my office, I have a desk and I spend a lot of time here when I'm doing work or on calls. Sometimes when I'm on calls or doing work, I will have my shoes off and maybe my socks. And I'll just play with my toes. I know where this is going. I know where it's going. I'll just play with my toes. And then I'm like, oh, that one feels a bit long. And so literally, I will pull a little toenail off and just pop it on my desk. On Saturday, I knew that there was a little pile of little tiny toenails at the side of my desk. And I was like, oh, I should probably get rid of those. So I collected them. Yeah, you probably should. Scattered them on the floor and then hoovered them up. <laughs> That's genuinely what I did on Saturday. Because I was like, if Neil comes and works at the desk, I thought he'd have seen them by now because he has actually worked at this desk over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they have been there for a couple of weeks. Were they in a little pot? Or were they just scattered uh, on the desk? Oh, my 
God. Not scattered in a nice little pile. <laughs> I'm disgusting. Yeah, you are. There you go, listeners. That's behind the velvet rope, isn't it? Anna collects her own, picks her own toenails and collects her little pile on her desk and scatters them on the floor like wildflowers and hoovers them up. <laughs> 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 trying to grow it's really little toenails. Anyway. Oh, my grim. That, that, I thought that was your grim. So my grim, and this is going to open a whole can of worms. I'd forgotten what my grim was until you started talking about toes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because I forgot to write it down. My grim. So also on Saturday, while I was, I've had a very eventful Saturday. Saturday was quite the day, wasn't it? <laughs> when I was uh, preening my toenails on the floor in front of my mirror on the carpet, cutting them and painting them. And putting them into a little pile. You know those little wax strips that you use for your little moustache? Yeah. I had one of those in my, well, I've got a couple of those in my makeup bag. And when I was getting my nail clippers out, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's handy. Because my big toes get very hairy. I think everyone's big toes get very hairy. And the thing is, you don't look for the hair until, I don't know, you're on on holiday. And you're stood... Yeah. Yeah. But the worst is when you're in a situation where you're, I can't get rid of these hairs. Yeah. And they look like Gollum's feet. They look like a they look like a long, luscious mane. They're so long. And obviously both you and I are dark haired as well. So I think they show up a little bit more when you're dark haired. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that is handy because that's a really good wax strip for my big toes. <laughs> oh God. So Neil was asleep at this point, I think, or just in bed, kind of like lazing around or whatever. And I just was sat in front of the mirror just doing my thing got the wax strip put it on my toenail whipped it off and literally just went (gasps) and he was like oh my god what's the matter and I was like oh oh just waxed my big toes he was like what I was like yeah like you get hairy big toes I just waxed them and then took the strip round to him to show him how many hairs had come out and how long they were they were very impressive. Are you trying to get Neil to leave you? <laughs> Just tell him. Instead of leaving piles of your toenails on the desk and showing him your hairy toe wax. <laughs> but the grim side of it, though, and this is the can of worms that's going to be opened, is on occasion when I have removed big hairs, big hairs? Hairs from my big toe previously. Sometimes I do shave them off in the shower because it's just quicker and easier. They then... And then they grow back like a beard. No, then they become ingrown hairs on your toe have you ever had an ingrown hair on your toe no no i haven't holy moly ouchie they (laughs) are not great for running because it just gets like really sore i'm gonna look at my big toe now yeah look at it see how hairy it is it is really hairy oh it's got no now it's utterly disgusting it's oh oh, god i'm gonna go to the big bear event at halloween dressed as this toe it's disgusting (laughs) <laughs> yeah I can't imagine that I ingrown hairs are my not are a nightmare and uh, yeah. sorry everybody this is turning to an absolutely disgusting podcast but I get them in my lady region yes. from like my shorts yes and so that was what the can of worms I thought would yeah. be open would be open and I have recently invested in some oil to stop this so I'm going to report back I'll report back I've, I've invested okay. in some lunar oil to see if it works because the thing is at the end, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it tidy, but yeah. the shorts are so tight that basically you end up with like 
ladies end up maybe men as well men get in touch with ingrown hairs mm-hmm. in that area they're so painful and it's just like this is gross and annoying and it's just another thing that in the reasons I shouldn't run bucket but how um satisfying is it when they get to the point where you can just give them a little squeeze no don't I love that bit well maybe you should maybe you should have that's your um freelance job I'll come and squeeze your ingrown hairs for you mm. No, I'm, I meant more just mine. I like squeezing okay. my own. Um, okay. And before running home for Christmas, because of the ingrown hairs in the nether region, I did not do any tidying down there for, I think I left it for about six weeks untouched. Whoa. Wow. wow. Do you know what? I love Neil and I think he's such a great man. He's just a nice man. But this conversation has led me to believe that he's actually a god. He is. Look at my very toe wax. <laughs> I've not done anything in my nether regions for six months. Sorry, said uh, weeks. Weeks, no. weeks. I did, I, mm. and I explained at the time that that was not getting touched for several weeks for the avoidance of ingrown hairs and any bad issues down there. Well, listen, I'll, I'll report back on my findings from this oil because it says that if you put it on, it will just, everything goes great. And I'm like, well, and I've heard this from someone else. So I'll report back, but it's starting to get right on my nerves because it's a relatively new thing. It's like in the last two years, like as you get older, this never bothered me before, but okay. it's bothering me now. Did you say you put it on and everything goes grey? No, everything goes great. It goes great. It turns into a great area for people to go ice skating on or just to like, noobs. It, goes, it goes all soft and everyone, you look like Barbie, apparently, after Ooh. a while. It was as soft as Barbie. Great. Doesn't say that on the packet, but that's what I think. Should do. Hmm. Should do. Anyway. In the minute, Barbie went to go and see the film on Friday. It was banging. Was it? Yeah, really good. Really, was really it? Good. I just, no was it? Yeah, genuinely really good. Okay. Maybe you should go on one of your rest days. Mm, I only like films that are full of sadness. Is there any? Is, does anyone die? Don't spoil it. Uh, no spoilers. No one dies. I'm not into it. But there are some sad bits. Not into it. I've just booked tickets to see A Little Life at the cinema. What's that? A Little Life is it's the saddest book that's ever been written, oh. and it's a three and a half hour streaming of the theatre oh. production, which stars James Norton as a naked, abused man named Jude. Anyone listening to this that's read A Little Life will know what I'm talking about and be like, wow, you're going to need counselling after that. Can't wait. That's the sort of thing I like to go and see. Maybe booking the Barbie some... after. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, am I getting the bin? This is going to be another can of worms. Worms, cans are open. Worms are crawling all over the podcast. Um, coffee snobs. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Coffee snobs. Yeah. I can't deal with them. So many coffee snobs. Like, hey, do you want a coffee? What coffee is it? Oh, it's Nescafe. Oh, God. No. The thing is, the thing is, if you're going to drink coffee, it's got to be squeezed out the bottom of an Appalachian cat because that's got the most antioxidants in it. I like to get my coffee and I like to grind it with a child's <laughs> heel and then put it into an aero press, double on press it, put it through a cafetiere and put some oat milk in it. It's like, don't put oat milk in it. Don't put milk in coffee. Coffee snobs. Yeah. I hate them. Okay. I've been wanting to get this out of my mouth for ages. Is there a specific incident that has set this off or is it just... Yeah, yeah my life for the last <laughs> 15 years. I've like, do you want a coffee? Oh, what sort of coffee have you got? Oh, it's Nescafe. Ugh. It's just like, coffee's coffee. Yeah, exactly. What, why have you gone quiet? It's like, you are one. Are you one? Me? Yeah. No. Thank God. Do you remember when we went to the Brackens, 
do you remember I bought a little bag of coffee rounds and I was like, oh, this is nice coffee. Oh, that was nice. It's nice coffee. I, I, I can appreciate when the coffee tastes nice. But at the same time, if you just give me some brown coloured hot water that tastes a bit like coffee, I'm happy. Like, I appreciate a nice coffee. But at the same time, I kind of just want the quickest, easiest way to have a bit of caffeine. Also, that coffee that you made me mm-hmm. for my drive home after the Yorkshire Three Peaks, banging. Was it? Yeah. That was little barrister powder coffee instant with a bit of oat milk in it. That's what that yeah. was. And it was beautiful. Absolutely right. did the trick. I needed a coffee to keep me awake and that's fine. But yeah, you're right. These people, what are those things? There's So you, you listed like the Aeropress and the cafeteria and stuff. There's also- The Aeropress looks like someone's having a wank or like wanking off a, a cow. I'm doing the m- movement out. I've, I've had it. One once. No, but they, if, if you have it on the travel one. Yeah. Uh, like when I was doing Rambritannia, one of the guys had it on the travel one and you have to like push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. And it is like- little like squirts of black come out the end of it and it's like mm. you look like a moron why don't you get the nescafe three and ones great for ultra runners sugar milk coffee put it in hot water drink it off you go are those the, the instant cappuccino things they're, they're even better they're in sticks and they're just coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. sugar milk yeah they're yeah. amazing yeah. and it's yeah. just nescafe three and one b&m one pound for 700 of them everybody's happy and everyone's having a great time as opposed to carrying around bags of arabica beans and a fucking <laughs> coffee grinder that's cost you eighty-six thousand pounds to get that much powder out of it and the coffee beans go i like bags of coffee beans because they're aesthetically pleasing so i'll yeah. buy them and put them in my house and look at them and then they'll go off and i'll just leave them there i don't use them they smell lovely i did get into like a bit of a coffee thing during lockdown because I would buy a coffee on the way to work like as a treat maybe on like a Friday or whatever I was like well I'm not buying a coffee on the way to work anymore so instead I'll spend that money on like buying a nice bag of coffee Mm. and treat myself I also wanted to keep the local coffee shop going so would have a little walk around to the coffee shop buy a bag of ground coffee uh from Perky Blenders oh Perky Blenders is nice so like I can appreciate good coffee. I appreciate when it tastes nice, mm. but I don't. But what gets me is when people refuse point blank to drink yeah. any other coffee other than like their silly fucking posh coffee. I know there's people listening to this who are going to be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Ali, you have no decorum." But I just it just annoys me. It's like just have an instant yeah. fucking yeah. coffee. Agreed. Agreed. Right, my get in the bin is looking ahead on a training plan. Ooh, what are you doing that for? Oh, because you've got to organise your life. <laughs> what about that? Basically, because I've got to organise my life. And so I do it sort of a few weeks at a time. And I was planning the pod last week and was like, oh, I should probably plan my life as well. And I got to a few weeks time and was like, fuck my life. I have a 60k long run to do. Ooh, yummy, tasty. And I have one day in my week that I can do that because 60K, right? It took me eight hours to do the Big Bear 50K. So this is an all day jobby. How many miles is 60K again? 10K is six miles, isn't it? I'm so shit at maths. 37 miles. Okay. So let's say, yeah, 37 miles. So, yeah. So. And I'm imagining some hills in that training one. Well, yeah. And that's what we're Otherwise, it's not really, there's no point, is there? So that week, I'm also flying over to Italy 
for my 15k hilly race the following Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So the weekend is travel and the week is already booked back to back with work. So I am going to have to do it on a Tuesday randomly. Where have you got to do it? Got no idea. What day have you got to do it on? Tuesday. No, 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 no. I know Tuesday. Tuesday the what? Tuesday the what? 22nd of August. Why are you like, oh, I'll come and do it with you? Thought you had three weeks rest of five mile run. I do, but that's that's after that, because I've got this week, next week, 20, do you say Tuesday the 22nd? It's the week that you are free from your grips of five mile runs only. No, I've got to do, I've got the Welsh 3000s on the 20th, so... um. Yeah, no, I'm not coming with you. I've got Grand Tour. I've got Grand Tour Skidor after that as well. But I was going to suggest that you maybe go and do the peaks because the peaks are great. The peak district is yeah. great, and I've got a couple of good routes there. But it is, it will take you all day. Oh, and also just just because, so I've got a PT client at six thirty that morning, and then I've got to be back for work at six pm that evening. So I have a window of like eleven hours. You're going to have to stay where you live. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get the Strava out, get the uh, mapping thing out and um the mapping thing being os maps and <laughs> just plan a route and do you know what if it doesn't have that many hills it doesn't matter because really 60k is about is about the distance isn't it and it's about getting yeah. the distance under your belt so if it is re- relatively flat it doesn't matter but um it would be nice to go and get hills but you can't do everything and you've got that hilly 15k like the week after as well exactly yeah exactly so yeah uh, yeah but the 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 my get in the bin is looking ahead on your training plan because now, although I needed to do it in order to make sure that I could plan my week around it and like I'm probably going to move my PT clients so that I can actually get out at 6.30. Mm-hmm. Um, now all I can think about is every time I do a run, you've got 60K coming up. Right. <laughs> Which is stupid because I've got a 100K race coming up. I know. But and also it's just... Uh, here's I'm going to give you an exercise to do for this week, and we're going to check in on it again next week. It's okay. not, it's the you're not looking at the process; you're looking at an outcome. The outcome being the 60k run. So yeah. I think if you can just be like, that is something that's going to happen, and it's going to happen regardless if I worry about it or look to or worry about time or worry about whatever. The best thing you can do is give it an hour to plot the route uh, this mm. week and plot the route mm. and be like, that's where I'm mm. going to go. End of. Put it away, and just focus on enjoying the runs that you have today. Yeah. Tomorrow, focus on the one that you're doing tomorrow. And yeah. the next, because you would blow these things into such epic proportions. I do it with, with my racing, with like, I did it with this race record. I, I did this like, oh my God, it's going to be really wet and cold and miserable and awful. That didn't help on the day with my why, because I'd already pl- planned it to be terrible. It was terrible, but I wasn't going, why are you doing this? And I think maybe if I'd said, why would I, would I have started? Interesting question. I did start though. So whatever, but it's not helpful because yeah. it just it just wastes energy and you know this and I know this but we still do it so yeah. I'm going to challenge you to this week plot the route you've got yeah. one hour to think about it one hour yeah. and if you don't yeah. finish it in that hour I'll give you another hour next week to think about it but the rest of the time you don't fucking think about it you just think about today's training and it's yeah. really and obviously we have to look forward to training to put it into our diaries because if you've got a 60k run you can't just fucking go on the fly and do it yeah. but I don't think that means we have to catastrophize it or worry about it, but and it, it become and then you start going, oh my god, how am I supposed to run 100k? It just will happen. Yeah, it just will fucking happen. And like the yeah. way that you're training, because I what you know, obviously I went out with you the other week, and I'm like, oh man, you're just doing, it's working. So mm. the last thing you want to do is span put a spanner in the works of like mm. thinking about something that might never happen because yeah. 
it might never happen. You might get hit by a bus tomorrow. And you don't want to spend your time being miserable, worrying about a 60k run. You want to no. just spend your time living your life, man. Picking your yeah. toenails, piling them up in a little pile, counting them, doing all the things you like doing, waxing your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So that's yeah. your challenge. One hour. Yeah, got it. Great. Okay. Pod. Uh, pod playlist. Ooh. You've been a little bit quiet on the old playlist front. I have been a bit quiet on the playlist front, haven't I? I feel like I um I went in quite hard on it last week. Look at this. Look at this message. The price of premium is changing. From £16.99 a month to £17.99 a month. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Thanks, Spotify. Why do you pay seventeen? Why do you pay £16.99? Because I have a family account so that Julius can use it and Oscar can use it. Because when I used to go out with Oscar and Julius, I didn't go out with Oscar, he's a child. But when I used to go out with Julius, I was like, let's have a family account because Oscar was using my Spotify and it was ruining my street credibility. And you're unwrapped. My unwrapped's going to be bonkers this year. Exactly. So I was like, no. So I put it, so I've got a family one. But now I might not have a family one anymore because I'm just like, you guys are not in my life anymore, apart from no. the crew. So flipping 0121 do one off my account. So I would like to just say, yes, I have been quite on the old playlist front this week. And that is because I have been on the other side of the playlist and I have been listening to it on my long runs and I have spent approximately maybe five hours with the playlist this week and I must say I think this is a bold claim this is the best playlist I have ever had the privilege of listening to I was loving it right and the one that I'm absolutely really loving is the fallout boy version of we didn't start the we didn't start the fire yeah. I love that it's like updated references. Like they do the all the talking loads, but it's talking about things that have happened in our recent history. And so like it sparks little memories with every single thing that they say. And I'm running along and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember where I was for that. Oh, I remember where I was for that. I haven't even noticed that. I just noticed because I just sing along like it's like my space michael jackson something something and it's like yeah 9-11 i was just about to list off a whole list of sexual predators there but i'm not going to because it's just not for the podcast but okay i'll listen more closely to that i hadn't and i i listened to it driving to brecon and i've got to say there was some slight arguments going on in the car between me and me and my pacer slash driver um about the playlist and there were some there were some skippies yeah fair. Uh, but because I was in the car I added loads of songs and I added songs that people have asked for as well yes so we've got some more additions um that we'll uh converse about now first of all your good friend Kirsty Reed has emailed us which is nice mm-hmm. Kirsty says personally there are two categories for ultra running music for me mm-hmm. the number one get your fucking ass moving stay awake tracks e.g Rocket Fuel by DJ Shadow and Dilla Soul. Not heard it, but that sounds great. What's going on? Nice. And Renegades of Funk by Rage Against the Machine. Really good for shouting to stay awake. Why isn't that on there? Sorry, Kirsty. That's an oversight on my part. Right, they're both going on. The second category from Kirsty is the Have a Bit of a Cry about 30 minutes out from the finish line tracks. E.G. A whole playlist of them. Today by Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. And Heaven by Lamb. Yes. 
Uh, we had we had another Smashing Pumpkins. Any Smashing Pumpkins will do, apart from um, the very very angry ones. We had 19, I added nineteen seventy nine. I think that's enough. Or maybe I'll add today as well. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, add today as well because that's Kirsty's. Okay, great. Great. That is true though. That is it's good to have a, a before finish line crying. Yes. Or in maybe sitting in the toilets in an aid station pretending that you're having a wee when actually you're crying. The difficulty <laughs> that we have with adding 30 minutes from the finish line cry songs is that they could come on when you're on shuffle. They could come on a little bit. You could just move it. Yeah. You could just get on to the next one. This you could just go on to the, the next one. Thanks, Kirsty. That's actually that's actually great. Yeah. I added three songs from Lonely Island because they're funny. I guess I saw them. Including I'm So Humble, I Just Had Sex and Mother Lover, because I just like them. Uh, I added some Soul Wax. I added some Panic. I added some songs that other people have requested. I'm going to read you out a little quick message that we got from Jay. Jay is great. I love Jay because his message is great. Hi, Ali and Anna. Really love the podcast. It's caused quite a few sudden cackles out on the trails and a few slightly disturbed passers-by looking at me. I DNF the South Downs way on 100 in June due to no, 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 no let's get, get past that. That's lovely. He thinks I'm great. Put some, he apparently put some sunscreen on me. He thinks you're great. He watched me run down a hill. Anyway, as part of his DNF redemption plan, I decided to run the last 50 odd miles yesterday from Houghton Farm to Eastbourne, 20 miles to go and suffering in the driving rain. And I put your playlist on and the first song that came on was Chemical Brothers Go, the perfect boost up that long hill to Kingston. Later, climbing up from Southeast, on came Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, then Uprising by Muse. Further, great help for powering upwards. How did it know that that's just what I needed? On the more grim side, Poo Poo Bum Bum and the fart noises were rather less helpful playlist inclusions, particularly after a number two related incident. And I'm totally with Ali that boom, 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 boom needs to get in the bin. Interesting. I like Jay up to that point. Well, and then he says, once you've completed the run, our recent reflections on body image were also a great reminder to think not about whether my legs are too thin, but how amazing my old body is for being able to carry me that far on my own in those conditions. So thanks for the hours of podcast entertainment and inspiration. And his suggestions were Reflector by Arcade Fire. Ooh. I used to have two house rabbits called Minnie and Hector. So instead of singing Reflector, I used to go, it's me and Hector. It's Minnie and Hector. So that's ruined that song for you. Oh. Moby Go. Fatboy Slim right here, right now. Why isn't that on there? Yeah. So I've added them. Perfect. Thanks, Jay. Great. He's loving it. Great. And then we also had an email through from Lizzie, who says, love the show and the playlist. Are you able to add Superman by Armin Van Buren and Blaster Jacks? What the hell is that? Is that that song that you hear on all inclusive holidays? Superman! Superman! (laughs) (laughs) No. Armin Van Buren, actually, as a a dance artist, uh, DJ, (laughs) a.k.a. DJ. All right, uh, (laughs) mum. There's some great songs. Some great songs. Is he Arben Van Helden's brother? Uh, cousin. Is he? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lizzie says, definitely the best song to pick me up in the last quarter of a run. Okay. What's it called again? Uh, Superman. Not that one. No, I think we should add that one. Black Lace. The Black Lace version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. Armin Van Spuren. If that's just... Armin Van Spuren. Where do they come Van up? Van Buren. Buren. B-U-U-R-E-N. I'm going to put the Black Lace version on as well, just for good. Just for lols. Yeah. Brilliant. One observation on Spotify quickly on the podcast thing. Um, We've had some people review us. We don't get word reviews, but we do get star reviews. Is this on Spotify or on? On Spotify. Okay. On iTunes, you Mm. can review 
but you can put any name in. And on a previous podcast that I used to do, we would get people to put other people. So we had reviews from Mo Farah, <laughs> Boris Johnson. We had them from uh, Freddie Mercury of Late Queen. He came back from the dead and gave us a review. Uh, and we had Roger Bannister gave us a review. So on I, Apple, you can review as whoever you want. You can be Poo Poo Bum Bum Train, whoever you want to be. So <laughs> keep that in mind. I'm ex- And I want you, listeners, to go and do us a review. You don't have to use your real name. What I'm doing is encouraging you not to use your real name. Anyway. <laughs> we've had um, we've had a number of um, star reviews on Spotify. So thank you for everyone who's done that. The majority of which, out of the 33 that we've had, we can't see what you've rated us nor whom has rated us what. We've had 33. Now, when I checked the other week and I was with you, Ali, we'd had like 22 and our star rating was like 4.8. Which I think, if you do some maths, says probably one person rated as one. Right. Whoever you are, <laughs> you're a coward. I find it hilarious. I think Come out. Make yourself known and, and tell us why. Feedback is a <laughs> gift. Who is this person? I don't know. But now we're currently up to 33 reviews and we're 4.9. So that one person's one star review is is gradually being phased out so if you're listening to us on spotify and not itunes and you want to give us a five star review to get rid of this one star bonkers shenanigans it's probably a disgruntled ex-employee i thought that (laughs) of the podcast oh yeah who is it i don't know who is it i don't know maybe it's paul album because we didn't mention him last episode Paul album from big bear no probably actually um also paul album sent me a message and he said to me oh do you know what Entries for the Rabbit Challenge have gone up. And I said, have they? And he said, yeah, we sold more entries for the Rabbit Challenge last week than we did for all the other events put together. And I went, Yay! that's interesting. So the reason for that is, if you haven't, if this is your, maybe you started on number 10 and you're like, I'll go in with the, the number 10. You haven't listened to the other podcasts. That makes Let them warm idiot. up. Let them warm yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Stay warm up to like a decent level. Doesn't get any better. <laughs> it really doesn't. But we're having a get together, an IRL get together at Daven is it Daventry Forest Daventry Country Park Daventry Country Park and uh it's a 6 hour event mm-hmm. it's on the 1st of November which is a Wednesday mm-hmm. so we've got a few people saying oh but I work at a school oh but I do this I'm like I know but that's when the date is so I'm sorry maybe yeah. there could be some sort of illness that happens by it. I don't know you know what the future's going to hold do you so maybe something could happen where you don't go to work that day go on strike go on strike Let's just organise, well, if we're going to be Prime Ministers, we'll organise a strike day for that day. Not a problem. Yeah. Just organise a strike. So um, 1st of November, it's go to bigbearevents.net and use the code sack of turds. Not sack of turds, sack of turds, one word. And you'll get 10% off an already very cheap race. And it's laps, three, it's about four mile laps. And you can do as many or as few as you want. And me and Anna are going to be there and it's going to be a right old laugh. And i tell you what we're going to try and do is find a, a public house. Mm. So afterwards we can all go and have something to eat. I will do that. I'm quite good at the admin on that. And that way people that are at work could actually come and just have some hang times. Yeah. Your job, listener, is to go and book that event. And even if you've never run an event before, just come and have a, a mooch around the forest because you can do whatever you want. It's amazing. And we are having a fancy dress scene and the fancy dress scene is get in the bin. Indeed. It's the day after Halloween. So, yeah. Just a little final one on the ultrasound system playlist. Um, I want to hear from people 
What is the one song that you cannot stand for no <laughs> no for no good reason? It can't be boom boom boom. Why not? For no good reason, but other people love. What's on the sound system? No, just in general. And then we'll put it on the sound system. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, there's so many. I'm gonna have to think about that. There are certain songs that I'm just like, turn this shit off. Do you mind it? I hate I hate Frank Turner. Sorry. No. I hate him. Do you know what mine is? What? I don't even know. Maybe people don't like this song. It gets played on the radio, so I guess they do. Murder on the Dance Floor by Sophie Ellis. Oh, I hate hate Murder on the Dance Floor. I hate it. And also, I hate Kylie Minogue. I think Kylie Minogue is the greatest Emperor's New Clothes artist that we've ever had. She cannot sing a fucking note. She's got the personality of a fucking bucket of paint. And I don't understand why people love Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. I'm sorry, everybody. But if... Kylie Minogue was at a karaoke evening and started singing. She just sound like everyone else. And I don't mm. like that Sophie Ellis Bex. I like her radio show. I don't like her singing. Sorry, everyone. It's fine. So, yeah, we'll put that up on Instagram. We want to, I want to know, we want to know, what is the one song you cannot stand for no real reason, but other people love it? Or mm-hmm. it? Yes. Right. Just a little, we've got a little bit to finish off because I feel like we need to just open another can of wormy worms today right, so how, what worms are wriggling around at the moment ingrown hair worm yeah chopping your toenails worm yeah and then this worm how long is an ultra <sighs> ah, 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 my, both uh, our fists are going in our mouths ah, in a good ah. Hey, podcasts. This wasn't supposed to be a judgy McJudge face post, right? It wasn't like, oh, okay, snobby McSnob face. It's a genuine question. Mm-hmm. We genuinely asked because we genuinely wanted a response. Well, yeah, and because somebody asked us whether doing Endure 24 and running five mile laps with like gaps in between counts as an ultra. And we were like, hey, do you know what counts as an ultra? whatever you want to count as an ultra. We're not here to be the gatekeepers of running. We just thought we would put it out there and ask. My DMs blew up. Did they? With people replying to me directly. And the majority of them were like, anything over 26.2 miles or 50K or 50k but 42.21k i.e 26.2 miles counts in reality i think for a poll from the from from what people said 50k 30 miles so there were loads of anything over 30 miles there were quite a few of anything over 26.2 my favorite was anything advertised or sold as over 30 miles is an ultra even if it comes up short a long marathon does not count. Not my fault if you can't stick to the racing line. Same as park run. <laughs> face, little <laughs> face on that one. Same as park run. If you go long, it's not a super park run or an ultra park run, which then open the doors to the super marathon chat. Yeah. So we've decided <laughs> to uh, put a new format in place yes. paul alban are you listening because this one's for you we'll because you. six hour six hour races in the in his things you could usually 30 miles is a big push mm. right so to get to 30 miles on six hours good effort right mm. but instead of having the ultra or the marathon what about the super marathon so super yes. marathon fills in the gap between 26.2 and 30 miles love it 
It's supercharged. It's super great. Super powerful. And fancy dress is compulsory as Super Mario. Maybe? Yes. That's going to, I think that actually what you're doing there is you're limiting numbers. You're limiting the amount because some people don't want to dress as Super Mario. Some people don't like dressing up. No, that's weird. Okay. But I think the super marathon is a thing. So we're going to introduce super marathon to the vernacular of the podcast. And it's no, super marathons are great. They're just as great as ultras and they're just as great as marathons. Super marathon is just a new thing. It's great. I yep. love it. And I think that great. solves the debate. So you have marathon, super marathon, yep. ultra. And yep. ultra is over 30 miles. Yep. Super marathon bridges the gap. And then you have yep. a marathon. Perfect. Done. It's solved. We're just solving problems. One. We are. We're right to run as well. Anyway, so um, update beep, 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 update on uh, women running and complaints to race directors. My source in the field who complained to the uh, big trophy, little trophy race director, yeah, has had no response. No. Zero, void, nada. But I noticed uh, at the weekend, GB Ultras are a great race company. Really, really good. They're really good. They looked after, there was lots of people on the hill. It was great at the weekend. They, they were really good. They were very good with their safety. But uh, drop bag point, checkpoint five. There was a drop bag point at checkpoint five. Yeah. There was a mark, like a tent set up at Talibot Reservoir, like, yeah. a, like a little one with like all the, the checkpoint stuff. There's a drop bag. When you have a drop yeah. bag, usually you have a change of clothes in the drop bag, right? Yeah. So where are people supposed to get changed? Ah, uh, no changing area. There was no changing tent. There was no changing tent and there were no toilets. Yeah. And it is Taliban, yeah. but you could get two, you could probably get two toilets in there and you could yeah. get a changing tent in there. Because I believe if you have a drop bag, you should have a changing tent because people are expecting yeah. to be able to sit down, eat whatever's in their food and get changed. And there was a van and people were getting changed in the back of the van, but it was very much like get in the back of someone's van that you don't know and get changed. Yeah. So I'm going to email Wayne. GB Ultras are great, but I'm going to drop him a line and I'm just going to yeah. mention it to him. Um, and other race companies, if you're providing a drop bag out in the field at any point, you should be providing a changing tent because I think it's another thing that puts women off because you yeah. want to have a, an area where you can just go in and you just, it's just a big tent with a divide down the middle where you can just get changed, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I hadn't thought about it before, but they were stuffing people in the back of this van in like little groups and there was, and it's just like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And uh, it was interesting. Mm. So I will just be tick, tick, ticking on that and seeing what happened. Yeah. And that's the thing. Feedback is a gift. You're not you're not um, criticising. No. You're not no. being arsy about it. You're just, you know, suggesting ways in which they can improve. And it's a bit like when we get our podcast feedback, uh, I'd like to know why that person gave us one star because feedback is a gift. Maybe they thought they're being funny, but they're fucking not being funny. You're destroying people's lives. Um, and... <laughs> The other thing is, there were 18 mm-hmm. women at the start line of that event and 90 men. Uh, yeah, four women finished and not not very many men finished. Um, Jesus. And uh, I think there were 24 finishes in the end out of 100 wow. and whatever. But um, yeah, I was like, I was absolutely buoyed by the fact that four of the women were from my Ultra Awesome group. Hey! So I'm like, this is great. This is great. So um, yeah, we just need to push that envelope a little bit more. But we're, 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 this is an ongoing discussion, isn't it? Like, It is, so, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I have one final uh, little tying up of updates to do, and that is from our dilemma story from last week's episode. Now, you may remember in episode 10. Remember? I've not stopped thinking about it. (laughs) We had an anonymous email from someone who had done a 50k race. And on 
crossing the finish line was handed a t-shirt much to his surprise because he had asked for no t-shirt and when he got home he uh washed said t-shirt hung it up and realized that the t-shirt said 100k on it and he had not completed the 100k so he was asking whether it was acceptable for stolen valor in the ultra world should he wear the 100k t-shirt and just pretend that he'd run it further to last week's email we have had an update what from him from him <clears throat> further to last week's email i think i have drawn my own conclusion to this dilemma so on saturday i <gasps> went out for a 10k okay. and decided to wear said t-shirt it soon started to rain and within 10 minutes both of my nipples were bleeding. One word, karma. <laughs> what? You lie about the event. The gods will strike you down. Your nipples will bleed. If you're a man and if you're a lady, your hairs will grow inwards. <laughs> That's what will happen. If you lie about how far you run, don't go around wearing a spine t-shirt when you've not done the fucking spine. <laughs> I'm very glad about this. This is great news. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. In answer to last week's dilemma, is stolen valor acceptable? The answer <laughs> is no. no. You will be smited by the gods of Ultra. Uh, we would like more stories of stolen valor, though. We would like more dilemmas. We'd love them. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, yes. Okay, great. I love you. We're going to speak to you next week. Uh, yeah. And uh, we love you, listeners. You're great. What are you doing this weekend? Me? Yeah. Nothing. Editing the book. Oh. Well, I've nearly finished editing the book, actually. I'm like... Uh, I've just got to type it all in and then, then I've done the book so that's what I'm doing this week I might actually go and get myself a little cottage somewhere and just like take the dog and just go and do it because I'm a bit distracted here yeah good sounds great mm. what are you doing this weekend running running I've got um a 36k long run which I'm going to do on Saturday nice and then on Sunday I'll keep that free for fun things I've got uh, a christening Chop, chopping your toenails no picking no. your teeth <laughs> Waxing your toe. You don't need to do that this week. Did it last week. Got a little christening and then I'm going to bingo. Brilliant. <laughs> Fuck our lives. Honestly. Like, <laughs> we're old. Well, I've got grey hair coming here. Yeah. I've got saggy face. I need to sort my shit out. This is unbelievable. Oh, I met a guy very quickly on the race of the Brecon 100. His name is Kevin Lunt or Kevin Munt. He's, he was 66 years old on that yeah. day. He yeah. was running the 100 miler and he finished. He was celebrating his birthday by running a 100 miler. He was one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. I'm getting him on a Legends podcast because he was so wonderfully beautiful as a soul. And he said to me, and it's, it's really stuck with me. He said to me, I'm doing this because I know one day I won't be able to anymore. And I nearly started crying. I love And that. we had such a good chat. He's going to love this. We had such a good chat that we ran... Uh, the wrong way for a mile down a road then had to run back up the road and over Table Mountain which wasn't on the route but basically we're having such a good chat I took you off course and he finished the cut off was 40 hours he finished in 39 hours and 53 minutes oh god that gave me a little pang of anxiety there when you said 50 wow he knew what he was doing Kev knew what he was doing so it was first rodeo unbelievable now every last second of that race what a legend. So I'm going to get him on because that's a fascinating 66 and he's running 100 miles. I've got 20,000 foot of vert in and finishing it. Amazing. I hope I'm still 
running well I say still I've never run 100 miles that's what I said to him and that's what and it made me feel a bit pathetic but it's really given me something to reflect on it's like I do want to keep doing this I just don't enter races that you don't have a why for because it doesn't work for me so really interesting stuff just very a lot of self-reflection love it brilliant right I love you bye-bye bye